welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, the Director of Collective Family Law, and we are proud to bring you this podcast in a quick six-minute episode. We are going to be talking today about property division and the four-step process. I'm going to give you a very short and quick overview of what the four-step process is. So the four-step process is the way in which the family courts determine, if any, what property adjustment is required between the parties following a separation. We call it the four-step process because simply put, there are four steps that provides an analysis for the following. So let's talk through this quickly. Number one, so this is step one the property pool. This essentially is what are the assets, what are the liabilities and the financial resources of each party, joint or separate. All of this equals the net property pool. Now in further episodes, I will will get right into the nitty gritty of each of these, but for today, we are just going to be giving you a quick overview. So that's step one. Step two, the contributions. So what each party has contributed to those assets, liabilities, and financial resources before the parties started living together. So before commencement of cohabitation, during the relationship, and also post-separation. And those contributions include financially and non-financially as parent and homemaker as well. Step number three is future needs. So what the, each, the needs are of each party moving forward financially post-separation. So the way that I break this down really simply when I'm talking to clients is I say, is there one person moving forward after separation that is going to be struggling more so financially than the other person? So these are things like, Does someone have to put a roof over children's heads? Does someone not earn as much as the other person? Does someone have to gain new career experience so they might have to go and retrain or something like that? Is someone injured and they can't work or they suffer a mental health issue where they can't work? Is one person about to retire and they don't have as much time to save money, say, as the other person, say, if there was a big age gap? So there's a whole range of issues that may be covered. So is one person financially going to struggle more than the other? So that is step three. And step four is the justice and equity part of it, which is whether the assessments at points two and three, so contributions or future needs, and the transactions that are going to occur are going to allow for the assessment to be implemented? And is it just and equitable for both parties? So in the law, is it fair? Is it fair? 
Who decides that? Well, the court decides that, whether it be a registrar at the court who's signing off on the consent orders that we file, or whether it be a registrar or judge who is uh, giving orders at the court. So even if you are not in court proceedings, you do need to be guided by the four-step process and the principles. This allows us to help clients appropriately conduct negotiations and it helps us ensure that we can finalize an agreement by way of consent orders, one of which that the court is going to approve. So if you want to come up with an arrangement that is outside of the four-step process, it is totally possible, but there is a different way of finalizing it and that's by way of binding financial agreement. Now, we only have six minutes to talk about it. So in the next podcast, I am going to be talking about each of these steps in more detail and unpack it uh, in a deeper way. Of course, just remember that every single matter is different and it's really important that you do get the law applied to your matter specifically uh, through getting independent legal advice. So if you're unsure about any of this, please go and get independent legal advice so that you can find out for yourself how the law is applied exactly to your own circumstances. At Collective Family Law, we offer a free initial appointment. We also offer appointments via Zoom. So you can contact us from anywhere in Australia and we can help you out. Alrighty, bye for now. We will be catching up in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.